Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are doing our top 25 roundup. Um, this is where we go through and rank the last 25 games we've done and the order, uh, or the categories of, I should say, uh, total or overall best game, our choice of top five overall games, and then our choice of top five games for taking out. We also will rank our top five slogans or <laughs> the new category of excuses <laughs> um, for why we don't. I don't have a slogan. <laughs> we don't really uh, have any excuses this time. Yeah, we. That's the unfortunate thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess and it, excuses is a new category. I guess it's been a it's been a long uh, existing category, but we have um, alliterations and rhymes as our four categories in the category of ways we end the episode i guess <laughs> so we'll be going through all that right now and uh yeah let's jump right into it let's jump out with our top five takeout games and uh alex you want to kick it off sure i will start with my number five was viva java the coffee game the dice game that full title uh because there is a non-dice game version of this which i've never played but uh, it's basically essentially a Yahtzee game, but they've mixed up all the rules so that you can kind of uh, play however you want to. You can add whatever rules you need to. Uh, and as you play, you kind of build up the rules. You're like, oh, now I can reroll. Now I can uh, change these dice. Or you can choose not to build things up and instead make different coffee blends that score you points. The goal is to get to 21 points. It's a really interesting, cool way of taking the this this variant that everyone knows of just simple Yahtzee and making it really really interesting um I've had it for a really long time I got it through Kickstarter um and I just I really like the game it's I love taking it out uh I put it at number five only because I have a hard time getting other people to I think the few times I've taken it out uh, people just kind of look at me like, "What did you do to my beautiful Yahtzee?" And I'm like, "I've made, <laughs> I've made it better." And I, I maniacally laugh like an insane mad scientist. Um, but I, I really like the game. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. I won't say too much on it now because spoiler alert, it will pop up later in the episode again. No. Um, so I'll just jump right into my number five, and uh, that is the Royal Game of Earth. Ooh. I really love this game. I there's a lot of a lot of these ancient games have very similar feel to the feels to the feels. <laughs> they have very similar <laughs> feels. Uh very similar uh vibe. You know what? I'm gonna stick with feels. <laughs> you don't wanna go with vibes. Nope, nope. Feels Jive. is what it is. Uh. Gives me the feels in a similar way to other <laughs> ancient games. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a similarity, and a lot of the uh, ancient games are kind of like a racing to the end, but there's there's little like rope obstacles in your way or um, inhibitors in your way. You know, backgammon's somewhat similar to this in feel, uh, but there's something about the Royal Game of Ur. I think it's the the way the board is laid out is just so efficient, and I love the um, flower spaces and how that's used. That's such a cool, very like modern feeling mechanism. 
And so even though it's a very simple game, this strikes me as just like a really great game for two people to play it over like any time of day, coffee in the morning or uh, going out for breakfast or something like that. Or, uh, you know, maybe a lunch uh, break game or or at night and having a couple beers, just something just you and your wife or a partner or, you know, a, fr- a good friend or just hanging out. And it's just a game that I really it really struck a chord with me as um, just a chill, easy to talk over um, fun and engaging, light uh, takeout game. So, Royal Game of Ur is my number five. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. I'm I'm glad I introduced you to that one. Yeah, me too. Uh, my number four uh, is Hive, and I'm speaking specifically about the Travel Edition, which comes in a small little pouch uh, that you can kind of tote around. Uh, Hive is an abstract game where essentially you are uh, playing as insects, and it's basically chess but if you got rid of the board and every piece was a hexagonal and moving around on itself uh so it it, i really like this it's so i don't know there's something about it that uh it just takes everything i like about chess and gets rid of everything that i'm kind of not i wouldn't say hate about chess but that slows the game down for me personally and i i really like it every every moment you're thinking oh i I can't do that but i have to do that but i can't do that but maybe he'll do that or and then occasionally those things will pop up where it's just like oh i did not see that coming or it's it's just you think you think you're dead and then all of a sudden no i'm not dead i found a way around it i can do this because they didn't see that and sometimes you feel behind but then sometimes you feel ahead it's it's just and the the really best thing about it is just the lovely clack noises that you hear in the bag because they're like these thick plastic pieces uh that you can just kind of move around it's got a nice weight to them it feels nice in your hands it sounds nice and it's just an intriguing simple but complex game that you can play anywhere because you don't need a board to play it on you can play it literally in an, in a sand dune if you wanted to if, as long as the wind doesn't kick up uh, and cover all of your pieces <laughs> but uh it it is a really really ingenious uh game design and i i really like it the the reason again another reason why it's so low is i rarely get to play this when my wife hates it she calls it the mean <laughs> bug game it just does not hit but i really i really like it when i can find another person who's into abstracts it is the game of choice yeah uh i hate this game i never win and therefore it is bad <laughs> No, Hive is good. I would totally agree with what you're saying about it takes away a lot of the – it is very, very chess-like, and it's a good way of saying it. It takes away a lot of the – I don't know, the stodginess of chess and sort of the you know rote memorization of like, here are the opening moves of chess, and here's the here's the first ten moves of chess and how they go. Um, yeah, Hive very, very much feels alive, but extremely strategic, and uh, I'm terrible at it. <laughs> so, But it is great. It's a great design, and um, I don't play it a lot. But when I do, I, it is it is uh, always like, man, they did a great job with this game. It's such a great idea. Uh, all right, my number four is Guillotine. Uh, Guillotine is an older game, or 1998. I think it's the, oh, no, Take 5 is, uh, nope, never mind. The, I was just going to say, what's the oldest game on our list? Uh, well, the oldest the game is the Royal Game, game of Ur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, the second oldest game, I think, is Bonanza, but the... Third and fourth oldest game, uh, Guillotine and Take Five, <laughs> on our list, is from 1998. Uh, Guillotine is on here just because I have taken this out a few times and had just had a great time with it. It's it's a real fun, um, 
structure. It's silly. It's very tongue-in-cheek. There's some great cards in there that you will be referencing uh, after the game is played, a la the piss boy, <laughs> the poor piss boy. <laughs> uh, just just a silly, silly, stupid design. But um, great, and, and it holds up well today, and I still enjoy playing this a lot. I have a lot of fun uh, taking this out, and I think I've only played this game like out and about somewhere. So Guillotine for me is another great one for a big group, and that's why it's my number four. Yeah, I, it did not. I I've played it once in person. It didn't. I don't know. It may not have been the right time for it. We were at a convention when I did it, so it's still. I still have that little. Uh, all right, it's it's one of those. I think where you need the just for me the right group. Sure. Uh, and I just wasn't. I was in a very much a. I want to play the hardest games right now, and so that just it wasn't hitting where I needed it to hit. So right. <laughs> it diminishes it a little bit. It's still a very good game, uh, but not not up there for me. My number three uh, is the Flip and Write uh, Metro X. It's the one that comes with its nice little boards and dry erase markers. Uh, Basically, you are making subway stations in the best possible routes to finish out each of the lines, or they could be bus routes, I guess, whichever, however you want to call it. Uh, And you're trying not to get in the other bus routes way at the wrong time because you want to fill out every station uh, because when the numbers get flipped out, uh, you can only go as far as the next station that gets hit. Uh, But if the right number shows up, you can skip over things uh, and you're just trying to efficiently and quickly do it because the sooner you finish each of the lines, the more points you earn based on if anyone else has completed the line before you. Um, I've taken this out so many times. It works really well um although occasionally people will forget exactly how the skipping things over rules work and things like that uh but for the most part people really get into it they really enjoy it uh it's it's really super simple to just kind of play play around and then after it's it's done play another round um there it's even double-sided boards so you can kind of change things up the whole time you're stressed out because you're the Every time you're going, I'm not. I'm nowhere in this. I'm out of the game. And then some. Then you realize, wait, no. Everyone else was so much worse than me <laughs> that actually I won the game. Uh, so you're you're never truly out because you never really know how bad anyone else is doing, which I think is a great, an odd flip. Because usually you think, oh, I'm doing awesome. I'm doing great. And then you find out, no, you aren't. This game is very <laughs> much the I'm doing horrible. I'm doing horrible. Wait a minute. No, I have a the wrong definition of what horrible is in this game. <laughs> I am crushing it. Uh, yeah, Metrox is great. I really did enjoy this one too. I was hard. We had some really good um, rolling rights uh, or flipping rights on this uh, list, but I yeah. also did a one for my number three. But I went with Rats High Tea at Sea. Um, there's really good ones here. I was hard decision to choose which one, but um, I just really enjoyed it. I've only played Rats the one time we played it when you guys were visiting, and we I think we played it a couple times. But I just really liked it. Yeah, and, we played and, a few, and it was just a fun. It was just a fun take on it, and I thought it was very clever. I love the fact that they just sort of released it for free. Uh, it's a great game, and just fun and silly. And um, the theme is fits it very, very well, the way it works. It definitely feels like you're kind of rat sneaking around trying to be classy on this <laughs> this cruise ship <laughs> and uh, as, rat, as best as rats can do. And, uh, yeah, I just felt that it did everything right, so I really liked it. I like this one a lot. So Rats High Tea at Sea is my number three. Oh, and it's Rhyme! Yeah. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> yeah, I really like it. It's got a good theme. I I just can't get it out enough. I it you need a num a certain number of people to play it. I think it plays best at like four or five. Yeah. Uh, and usually when I'm taking games out, it's just me and my wife, so I just kind of 
it kind of fell lower on the list for me, but I really like it. It's a good one. Sure. Uh, my number two is Timeline. Uh, this is the, just a standard deck of cards with different things that happen. There are so many different timeline versions of the game. There's history, Americana, music, and cinema. You can choose whichever one is your favorite or choose one that you don't think is your favorite and realize, no, no, that one is my favorite now. <laughs> uh, basically, you're trying to order things based on the date that they were either invented or published or whatever it might be uh, and fit them within a a public timeline that you were making. You start off with one card that you know the date of. Each person has, depending on number of players, around five or six cards, and you're picking one of them to try and add into the appropriate spot in the timeline. Uh, and as you keep adding cards, it makes it harder and harder to find exactly where each of these cards uh, fits into the timeline. I really, it's so, it's so simple. These, it's a small, small deck of cards, and by that I mean the cards themselves are small, um, but it it works so well. Most of the time when I play this, people are always starting off with, oh, God, I really I really hate history. I don't know. But then as soon as they play a game, they're like, okay, we've got to play this again. I can do a lot better. This wasn't as bad as I – for some reason, people think like, oh, this is going to be history class. I don't know anything. <laughs> but the thing is, it's it's relative history. It's not – you don't need to know the exact date. You just need to know, compared to everything else that's in here, where would this fit? And people are – reasonably good at that or at the very least you feel like you have a shot at it and that's what makes the game really interesting i actually got to play uh at the most recent uh game storm the uh timeline challenge version of this game which basically takes a deck of cards and it adds a bunch of different ways that you can try and do different things and you're competing against other people all at the same time trying to race to the center of this board it was a really interesting thing i like that too uh but it definitely i wouldn't take it out because the board is pretty big timeline itself uh is the way to go you can probably fit like four or five different decks uh and i've seen even people mixing decks together it's really versatile in what you can do with it and it plays so well taking out yeah this is a great one it's such a great uh, take on those like history type games um like you said very accessible i really i really liked it uh we played your version on on excel which was uh, <laughs> really fun to play that that one too which can combine a lot of the different decks um virtually and uh yeah timeline's great timeline's a really fun one i uh i didn't make my list but it was it almost made my list <laughs> Uh, my number two is Kariba. So I really liked Kariba a lot, too. I felt like that one was um, another great one with kind of a unique take on what it does what and it fitting it within the theme. Like the theme of Kariba is the watering hole. I didn't even realize this till later. <laughs> but now that I know that, it makes it, me like it even more. Um, and uh, all these animals around watering hole, and they're getting spooked by other animals showing up, or maybe just making noises. I don't really know because they're always on alert for another bigger animal that can eat them or uh, terrorize them in some way. Except for the elephant, who's always scared of the mouse. But uh, I really liked it. I thought it was it was a clever game of uh, that kind of made me think in a, in a unique way. And um, the the presentation of this game is nice it's simple it doesn't try to go create crazy busy over what it should be it just seems like uh, once again just sort of well done all around and uh i really really enjoyed it so kariba is my number two yeah that's a good one i think the only reason i didn't put it higher on my list is 
just I think I was looking for more meatier stuff personally. Sure. Uh, although to be honest, my number one uh, is not that meaty, but it just <laughs> gets it just gets brought out so many times. It works so well with pretty much uh, any group thing. Whenever I bring it. I, I, whenever I'm going to meet up with my family, it's almost a guaranteed play if they see it in the bag, which is just one. Uh, it's kind of a party game. Basically, uh, you, you you don't have to play this way, but essentially I always do because I'm trying to get that glorious 13 score. Uh, you p- pick out 13 cards. Each of the cards has a bunch of different words or uh, phrases on it uh, that um, – Basically, one person doesn't know what's on it. They'll pick a number so everyone knows what the word is. Everyone has a little placard that they will write with dry erase marker. A one-word clue to try and get you to guess this thing. Uh, But before you can get any of those clues, they secretly reveal the clues to themselves. And any duplicate uh, clues get eliminated. So if if two people said princess, uh, then both of those words, you, the, the person who's trying to guess does not get to see any of those words. And in fact, it could be that the clue giver gets to see a single word because there were so many things that got eliminated, or it could be that you get to see no words because everyone did. It just was on the same wavelength. It just did not work out. Uh, and you're trying to get, uh, as many correct answers of these 13 cards as you possibly can. And, I, I, I'm going to keep playing this until I get that 13, and then I'll probably keep playing more. But I will feel less of a need too. but uh, it will always be one of those things where if I know I'm meeting up with a group of people and, and we want just an easy, quick something, bam, that we can just really sink our teeth into, really have a fun time, uh, just having some laughs over it. This is a great one, just one. Nice. Yeah, I like, I like that one a lot too. I... Um... <clears throat> Uh, where I move my there we go. <laughs> I suddenly closed my <laughs> list. <laughs> I went the other way for a game that uh, plays way less people, a straight up two player. And this the only reason for uh, a similar reason for just one for you is that it just keeps making it out. Uh, that's Jekyll versus Hyde. We've been playing this a ton lately, and I just really really like it. And I am terrible at trick taking games, but I uh, have won a couple recently, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Um, and you know, when we, when my wife and I play a lot of the games, if there is an evil character, she will be that one. She'll choose to be the evil one. <laughs> and so it is always me trying to keep my sanity as Jekyll and her trying to throw chaos into the mix as Hyde. And, uh, it's been, it's just really been fun. I love this game. I think everything about this game is well done. I love the fact that they chose this cast little statuette, the bust of Jekyll, and it's so heavy, so unnecessary, but it's just great every time I pull it out. And uh, the the back and forth of the game is so unique in the fact that you're not necessarily trying to get more or less tricks than the other player. You're just trying to keep balance as Jekyll or create imbalance as Hyde, and that's how you win. That's so cool to me as an approach to trick-taking, and so um, I've just been find myself reaching for it all the time the other thing about it is it plays relatively quickly we'll typically a lot of times we'll, sometimes we will just play one game and be done uh is if we're chatting just kind of take a break uh, we'll, or just you know play it as we're talking and then you know we, then we the conversation goes elsewhere and we just take a break or we'll come back to it but many times we'll play it more than once just because it's that uh, engaging and if you lose one you're like all right i think i can do better all right let's play one more time <laughs> then you just jump right <laughs> back into it so anyway this has been hitting the table a lot and i've been enjoying every second of it uh jekyll versus highs my number one games for out yeah i really enjoyed the few games i got to play i i've, I've... Probably would have put it higher on somewhere on my list, but I just had only played it the two times. It's a very good game. 
but I, if I own it, I probably would have it somewhere on there. But I have other, <laughs> I have other two-player trick-taking games that kind of yeah. fill that void. So that's, it's a very good game, though. Yeah. All right. Well, that does our top games for taking out. So let's jump over to our top games overall. And um, so this was a tough list because some of the several of the games for taking out that I think specifically are the best for taking out. I still really, really like those games. But to make this not a boring, repeated, repetitive list, <laughs> I, told, I think you did as well. Tried to choose some other ones that I also really, really enjoy, enjoyed as well. And so um, that is what this list is. So uh, let's see. Uh, you know what? I'm going to start this one. You start right. this one, and I will jump in right away with uh, number five for me is Furnace. So uh, Furnace was another game that uh, with an auction mechanism that can – auction mechanisms for me are, are really hit and miss. I just – some games, a lot of times they fall flat, and it's sort of the rare game that really that I, not not that I think is just good but I really really like and furnace there's been a there's been a few of them out lately that do the auction mechanism really well furnace is one of them and furnace does it really well it's got these really cool ways of approaching that that I just enjoyed it made it never felt punishing it always felt like okay maybe I can't do exactly what I want to do but I also have this other stuff going on and I can kind of play to lose the auction I love that and still get benefits there's different ways to approach the auction um and the theme is great. Is I just always love the industrialist theme. I think it's a fun one to engage with. So, uh, Furnace is my top game overall, uh, number five. Yeah, that's a it's a good one. I I really love its style, and I do like the weird like it's an auction, but it's also kind of worker placement auction type of a thing. It's really interesting the way they did that. I like it a lot. Uh, my number five is Let's Make a Bus Route. Um, I only got to play it the few times uh, with you before we did it. Uh, it's basically the the Sashin Sashi game, where essentially you're uh, flipping over cards and it tells you how what type of route you can make, whether you make some bends in there or if it's a straight shot for a number of paces, and you're trying to pick up passengers and drop off passengers and and meet certain goals that you have that are personal, but also some of the public goals. Uh, you're also trying not to run over your opponent's. Uh, uh, other route and so you're just trying to make your way get to things quickly before someone else kind of messes up your plan and has you dead end and has you trying to make compromises based on things that get flipped over uh, and it's just a really I'm, the game itself is just so interesting just the ideas Sashi and Sashi just these amazing ideas of like all right we're, you know we're just gonna do a bus route and we're gonna we're gonna make a good game out of that it's not something that's stupid it sounds like a dumb idea but it works so well and it's on this it's it's a, a flip and right where you're on a shared board which is just a cool thing uh, at some point in time, I'm going to purchase this game. I just, I, the, it's the main reason I had to put it on my list. Is just I really love this idea. It's such a cool thing, and I, I can't wait to own it whenever I get around to it. Yeah, Sashi and Sashi games are so good. I, the, I didn't make it on my list, um, but I love their games. I, I love everything about their games. They, they, so, like you said, creative themes, interesting approaches. I own several of them. Uh, and they're all really fun and different to play with. So I, uh, I definitely really enjoyed Let's Make a Bus Rod. It's I think it's probably one of their most well-known games, actually, and yeah. and rightly so because it's it's really good. And they are I think we talked about this on the episode, but they are coming out with a New York version of it. The one in the original one I think is Tokyo. 
But um, yeah, really fun, really cool take on that roll and write, creating that route and uh, avoiding the the pitfalls and <laughs> and trying to pick up elderly people all over the city. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a super good one. Uh, my number four is back again to Guillotine. Ooh. I just really like Guillotine. <laughs> I just really like this game. <laughs> this is my double. This is the one I let myself have, to my duplicate. Uh, I really like Guillotine. I think it's just a fun one. I always enjoy approaching it. This is actually, speaking of games you don't own, I don't own Guillotine. I have to depend <laughs> on other people to, to bring it out. But um, I think a lot of people have this one stowed away in their collections. And uh, I just enjoy it. I think it's just a really fun, uh, silly game to throw up on the table. It plays quick. You can get up to five people involved. And uh, I'm always happy to play this one. So number four for me, back to guillotine overall. Back to guillotine. All right. I'm going to go with the other game uh, that is from 1998 that we talked about, which (laughs) is Bonanza, uh, the classic Uwe Rosenberg, the the game where you're basically planting beans and selling beans. Uh, it's, It's just a really interesting Oh, it's it's not auction. What what is the term I'm looking for? Basically, trading type game. Yeah. Uh, where the 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 thing that throws people most off is that your hand stays in the order that it's in, uh, and you just cannot change the order of things. You can try and trade things away if you need to, uh, but you're trying to make the best deals of. Oh God, I I need a red bean right now, and I gotta figure out a way to do that before my turn comes around. If there's just a way I could get rid of the stink bean first, but it doesn't look like anybody needs any stink beans. Hopefully, cards come out that kind of change the shift uh, of how it's going and you feel like you have so much time but that deck goes and you play through the deck three times but that deck is not as thick it is on the second round and is even less thick on the third round and then the game is over and you are just trying to figure out what deals you made that were bad ideas Uh, (laughs) it's a game where there's constantly people going you should not make that deal they're way ahead right now you cannot make that deal with them or oh no no I'll get for future considerations I have nothing for you now but i and it's just all that that jiving and the 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 sinister things that you can do in this game of like okay on your turn we're gonna we're gonna get around to this and i'll make this trade with you okay we got it we don't don't change that don't get pulled in by someone else and oh god just all the the wackiness that can ensue just just from trading beans is just (laughs) a lovely i love it it works really well my entire family likes it uh it's 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 solid yeah bonanza's a really Really, you know, at this point, definitely a classic game for sure, and uh, stands up for a reason. I always accidentally shuffle my hand, but (laughs) that is just (laughs) me. Um, but I went a different direction, and my number three, I went to World War One with Ooh, the Grizzled. Who doesn't love it? <laughs> yes, <laughs> everyone's favorite war. Uh, this is a just a great cooperative. Um, game where you are just the the theme is so depressing and dark but the gameplay is really engaging and uh unique in cooperative games especially for the time it came out um the grizzled came out in like 2015 which doesn't seem like that long ago but in 2015 there weren't a lot of cooperative games that weren't um that didn't lend itself to quarterbacking in a lot of ways. And this is kind of one of the best ones at the time, and still today, I guess, that sort of allows itself. You do have decisions of your own, and and you have to really stand on your own as well as think about the group um, dynamics. And so I just really liked it. I like the way it works. I like the way it expresses. I like the, I like the fact that it shows World War One for this, too. It just fits its theme really well. And so uh, the Grizzled is just a, a great one, and I uh, it, it's, think it still holds up well today. So that is my number three. 
Yeah, that is a good one. Uh, my number three I've already talked about is Viva Java, the coffee game, the dice game. I I really like this game. I love how it's modular. There's something about modularness, even even not in gaming world. Just if, if it's furniture or if it's uh, art, whatever it is, I just love the concept of kind of picking and choosing what you want to fit into whatever it is to make it suit your fancy. And this game does it very well. You can make it as hard as you want it or as just as weird as you want it I, I i i love viva java the coffee game the dice game Such a good one. <laughs> it is a very good one uh but is it as good as my number two is that it? is hadara hadara made my number two um i really like this one so there's a lot of there's not a lot of but there's several games that are kind of similar to hadara and what it does but what hadara does only hadara can do <laughs> and so uh <laughs> And so it does stand alone by itself, uh, or it stands on its own legs, I should say, as a sort of a civ-building game with um, really cool ways, but simple ways and straightforward ways to develop your civilization in one direction or or another. I really like the way the rounds progress. I like the technology tracks, and um, I love the fact that it it, a lot of of civ games try to oversimplify civ in one way or another, and many of them, for me personally, though, I don't find them very satisfying, or I find that it's just that in that process, they take a lot of the fun out of it. Hadara kind of streamlines a Civ game while still being very, very engaging and also not lending itself to one person just running away with it. There's there's definitely way many ways to approach this that are all viable and not just, I have the biggest army and I destroy you because that's what humanity did over the years and that is yeah. all Civ Games wins. And I really, really like that. I thought that it did that well. So um, as a Civ game, uh, a light Civ game, I think it's one of the best out there and I really, really enjoyed my, uh, my play of it. So Hadara is my number two. That's a, that's a good number two. Uh, but my number two is your number three, uh, which what? is the grizzled. Yes, it's such a it's such a good game. Um, I can't. I don't know what else I could say that you haven't already said, other than it's it, it's got the mechanic in the game that almost always sells me, which is there's a time where you might have to be quiet. There's one card that forces a player to be mute uh, for the time being, and if the game has a mechanic where I can't talk for a period of time, I am I don't know why. I just really enjoy it, and my wife. <laughs> absolutely hates me when it comes to that point because i always tend to be that character and i'm just overjoyed uh overjoyed at being mute because of trauma that happened to me during world war one um (laughs) it's it's just a really cool game i love that they took the idea of you are not trying to win a war you are just trying to survive the war uh with your friends and comrades and it's just a really lovely cool idea yeah Super great. Um, well, my number one is your number three, and no! that is Viva Java the Dice Game. <laughs> the coffee game, the dice game. I'm sorry. Coffee game, the dice. Uh, yeah, Viva Java is so good. Uh, this is just a really, really well done, like you said, take on uh, Yahtzee, and uh, the, the theme is great. The presentation of this is great. It's so sad that it went out of print. Um, but it is just a super fun game. The, the, the options in this game, uh, are so many, like the, the bang for your buck in this game is amazing. Like there's so many ways to play it, play it. There's so many, um, 
while while you're in it, there's so many directions you can go with the roll and write. It just is a very dynamic game, and I just uh, I really really enjoyed it too. So I, I, there's not much more I can add on to what you've already said, but I think uh, Viva Java the Coffee Game the Dice Game is an amazingly well done uh, roll and write. Uh, Presentation-wise, mechanisms, everything. And I hope someone else picks it up and uh, reprints this because it definitely deserves it. Yes. Uh, And finally, my number one, which just because we're stepping on each other's toes constantly in the top three, (laughs) was your number two, which is Hadara. Yeah, I love it. It's It's essentially seven wonders, but as you said, kind of simplified, less... Less worried about okay, I can't. I I've kind of worried about my own stuff, and I'm not worried about your stuff. You're you're still kind of focusing on what could come out, but it's not. I, I feel like it's less stressful. I like how you. It's just a a simplified Civ game. It works really well. It's super easy to teach. Um, I think the art in it just kind of exudes the the simplicity of it. It looks wonderful, but also it communicates everything in such an effective way that you're never like completely can i don't think i've ever sit, sat uh, other than some of the special cards that you don't actually have to play with uh, the symbology on it is really nice it makes things flow really nice i'm never sitting there going ah oh, god i have to remember how to no it everything makes logical sense so i'm never kind of hedging on whether or not i should bring this to a, a game night of some sort but uh it doesn't it's it's probably the one game of all the games we did where it's like yeah this really just doesn't fit a table that that well uh but i mean i love a nice chunky heavy ish type game not that this is super heavy but i really like it uh which is why it's my number one top overall all right. Well, got uh, <laughs> got cluttered and repetitive at the last top three, but I think <laughs> they all deserve their places there for sure. So, uh, all right, there we go. That is our, our top games overall, and um, yeah, those definitely all stand stand apart and uh, together with our top games for out. I think any of these top or ten games that we each chose would be great for taking out in general, um, and are really really solid games. So now we move on to slogans, excuses, rhymes, and alliterations. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, you go ahead. You can kick. You kick this one off. I kicked off the last one. What is right. your number three? My number three. I went with. I tried to do a little bit of everything, uh, which I, I believe you also tried to do. I'm starting it off with uh, number three, which was my alliteration for Kariba. Uh, which I'm trying to find the full thing because this Excel document is covering things up. Kariba <laughs> can craft kilns quickly, causing corruption candidly to kids cupping cubs in cubes questionably. I mean, it it makes almost no sense, but I think I think that was when we were in our stride. That was like the best we did with the alliteration of all of them. I, I can't... I. I think we f- we're in the flow on that one. I don't think there was ever a time where we're like, "Why? Are we- what? What is going on?" I think we've screwed <laughs> up. This one, we really kind of sunk into it. Yeah, full speed ahead, just not thinking about the logic of it, going after it hard. That was a pretty good one. That was a pretty good one. Um, I started my number three with uh, just a double, a two rhymer, and <laughs> I just, I just, really- I knew it. <laughs> I knew when we were making this list that this was going to be on your list. <laughs> I just love this one for some reason. Uh, Bonanza rhyming with George Costanza and Dennis Franz uh, <laughs> was one of my favorite rhymes that we did last section uh, or last segment. And uh, yeah, definitely my number three, just the Costanza and Dennis Franza. <laughs> uh, all right, that was my number three. I really 
Uh, my number two was the nine rhymes with er, which were stir, were, burr, cur, demur, sir, fervor, purr, <laughs> and infer. I feel like I'm on 30 Rock with the rural juror. <laughs> rural juror. Uh, it's just, I, th- I just love those. It's just the lovely sounds going on there. The demur is such a, a lovely, uh, especially countered with cur uh, in there. It's just... Uh, primo, primo. That was one of our best rhymes for sure. Um, my number two is one of my favorite slogans we came up with, uh, and that was "Winning is for winners." <laughs> uh, it's almost a tease, and yet it means no. It makes no sense, and it's, I it's love the, it. The best way to insult someone after you've won a game. <laughs> yeah. Winning is man, for that winners. was so close. Yeah, well, winning is for winners, man. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, yeah. I mean, I guess that's not wrong, but what, is the, what does that even mean? <laughs> I love it. All right, my number one was the the first thing that started us off throughout this whole thing, which was the first uh, game we were talking about. The slogan was "Games give you a way to dabble in being an asshole." Even if you're real nice, uh, so I I really like that one. I think I thought that was a great way to start us off. Uh, it's uh, it's perfect. It's exactly yeah. it's exactly what needed to be said. Yep, nothing is more interesting than watching someone who's very introverted just become a monster. <laughs> it was very nice <laughs> on the table to just destroy people and relish in it, and then back to being the nicest person you've ever met. And <laughs> after the fact. Um, uh, that is a great one. Mine, I did do the alliteration route for my final one, and that is our artichokes one for abandon all artichokes. Um, this one, I love this one. This one is artichokes activate all antidotes and aardvorks. Aptly, aptly act accordingly aggressive. Alan, and I just, just like that. <laughs> Alan. We, we, I always just love making we, a, <laughs> accuse we, someone. Yeah, that we end it with the reveal that we're telling someone this <laughs> directly. Weren't <laughs> like, you listening, Alan? We're, we're chewing Alan out like we just like we already told him this line, but he didn't listen, so we get tell him again, Alan. <laughs> and that always makes you laugh. So that is my number one for slogans, excuses, rhymes, and alliterations. Um, the last thing we have to do is list how many of this round would your mom be into be or yeah, no we have yes maybe yes maybe maybe no and a definite no in our last 25 this so, one this this one did pretty decent it did uh, yeah there weren't many yeses there were two yeses yep uh there were 10 maybe yeses so we're we're doing pretty good here four <laughs> maybes one maybe no and only eight definitely knows so yeah we're we're hitting pretty good not too bad that was uh, yeah that was a that was pretty good i have to say i I, i'm gonna click over what was decked what was our last one that was someone was our last one oh yeah way more (laughs) on the maybe knows and knows there were a lot more yeses but there were a lot more knows a lot more maybe knows uh it just yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah we got really really brutalized on that one but uh much more positive on this turner this round so um yeah good it's looking up the trend is moving upwards all right everybody well there you go that is our final uh or not our final <laughs> that is it that is the last one we'll ever <laughs> do <it>. we <laughs> we're done and we're out that is our most recent roundup 
of uh, games, uh, 25 games that we have reviewed, uh, our top fives. And uh, yeah, I think we had this is a great set. I really think um, we, we got some great ones here. But yeah, tough decisions. Really tough decisions, yeah. Some really hard ones to slot in, slot out, uh, choose which ones deserve to be there and which ones so uh, deserve to be there but didn't make it in eat regardless. Um, yeah, so we're going to keep plugging away on our next 25, and uh, we'd love to hear any suggestions from you guys about games we can review, um, games that you'd want to see us or you've really enjoyed or you want to see us talk about. We'd love to uh, hear any uh, suggestions. So you can get a hold of us in a couple different ways, of course, on Twitter and Instagram at Chits and Chat. You can also go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, and scroll down to the Chits and Chat page and fill out our comment form there. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, until next time, thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Season 4. Now, technically, it's still Deck 3. Uh, it's deck just the three. other half of Deck 3. <laughs> <laughs> deck 3. Ooh. Me. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.